Welcome back to the Boardwalk. We are live down here at the Louisiana Boardwalk. We had a great first Sunday last week. It is time now to start week number two. So if you're sitting in the theater, good morning. We're glad you're here. We got a live audience down here. Come on, one more time, y'all. If you're at home, we're glad that you've tuned in. We got big weather coming, so we're going to try to get you in and out of here today, and it's going to be an awesome day. So just to reflect on what happened last week, this is a little quick tour. You saw Doug do it, but let's go ahead and look one more time in case you're just now joining us. We are at the Louisiana Boardwalk, and here's what it looks like. Check it out. here it's good to be back home and we want to thank you again for your patience uh, this is all new for us it is temporary while we try to finish our buildings and all of the remodel is currently still happening here's a quick picture so you can see and I'll prove it to you all right this is what it looks like right now and where our office area will be we're still demoing we're getting close to wrapping up demolition and we will be rebuilding very shortly all right well last week we talked about the power of simple church what powers the simple church and we reminded you that it was the personal invite so if you were invited by somebody and you came today, thank you for being here. We're so excited that you came to check it out. And I think you'll discover that what we're saying is true today. Simple church is different. Is that not right, y'all? Come on, y'all. It's a little bit different. I promise you it's a different environment, and we're going to prove it to you in today's message. And speaking of different, let's go out to Evan outside braving the cold for us to give us an update on this DeLorean and the Back to the Future movie. Evan, take it away, my friend. All right, thanks, Justin. I am out here where the DeLorean will be next Sunday. We pushed it back a week. You might have heard some crazy weather here in Shreveport, Bossier. So we've got one more week, January 21st, where the DeLorean will be here. Take some pictures, invite some friends, come see the movie. But tickets are going quick. Get them on the app right now. But today, if you brave the weather, you make it out here, we're hooking you up for a discount for lunch. Fuddruckers right here and Hooters are offering discounts. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll get you the coupon. And go Cowboys. That's what I'm talking about, Evan Hayes. And you know what? Speaking of a great time and getting ready for that Spud, I see you're back. Come on up. Give it up for Spud right here live in the audience. He was the star of the show last week because you brought Sophie in. You had a lot of fun. But you know the number one complaint last week? No ice cream, Spud. All right? He is the ice cream man. And I want to know, do y'all want some ice cream today? Come on, y'all. Picture from the grand opening right there showing you that's what you've been doing from the time you've been here. But you know what I've decided to do? What's that? On this cold morning, go down to Theater 14 and go to row 13 and pass out ice cream today. That's what I'm talking about. Get out of here, Spud. Go have some fun with it. 
Spud is notorious for passing out ice cream. And here's a couple of pictures from uh, helping teachers in our local community. He goes all over and loves on teachers and passes out ice cream for us and does a lot of good in our community. So theater 14, it may be cold outside, but no complaining today, baby. You're getting your ice cream, all right? So now let's warm up with one of my favorite worship songs from our band. I know it's going to be a little bit different, but sit back, relax, and enjoy your coffee, your donut. And if you're in theater 14, row 13, your ice cream too. This is a favorite. This is Echo. Enjoy. When night has fallen, when fear is coming, still you're calling me. When faith is lost and my hope's exhausted, you will be my strength. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. I've decided I'm not giving up, but you won't give up on me. You won't give up on me. Your love is holding on and it won't let go. Says to me, now there's no stopping what you have started until it is complete. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. I've decided I'm not giving up. You won't give up on me. You won't give up on me.
it. I love it. So many different musicians. And just for the record, Brandon McComick had a great time with us doing a podcast. He's a bass player on that song right there. Go and listen to it. It was awesome. And trust me, over the years, 16, 17 years, a lot of different musicians, a lot of different locations. Check out this picture right here. It shows you all of these different great environments we've been in, inside, outside, small, and big. But I want to take you back just because Municipal Auditorium is historic. We've also been to CenturyLink. We've had a lot of time in a lot of great places now called the BGA. So we thought we'd put together just a little quick clip to remind you of some of these awesome locations we've been in. Here's some more fun, son. Watch this. Listen, man, this is what's so cool about Simple Church. I know it's a little weird. It's a little different. You're in the theater. You're relaxing. But now you get the vibe of, man, we can do this church in a lot of different places, a lot of different buildings. And we like to bring in special musical guests as well. Here's a picture of some of my favorites over the years. We have, for king and country, you have P.O.D., James Burton. You saw him in that last video. And then the guy left on that picture is Lincoln Brewster. Anybody remember Lincoln Brewster? Let me hear you. Anybody know who he is? Now, if you don't know who he is, it's okay because, you know, he's kind of an obscure guy, amazing guitar player, but he played for this guy right here. Believe it or not, that's right, Steve Perry. Well, he was a guitarist for Steve Perry, and he is now one of the greatest worship leaders in this country. I know that sounds bold. That sounds a little, you know, maybe too big to be true, but it is absolutely true. We love Lincoln Brewster. He does an awesome job, and he's been here not just once, but twice. So I decided... Let's go back to Municipal Auditorium, Historic Building in Shreveport, and let Lincoln Brewster lead us in worship on this song. If you're a guitar player, you're going to love it, man. The rest of you, relax again, enjoy, and watch an awesome worship song with Lincoln Brewster. Check it out. Church tonight, is that all right? 
so much all right so Wes guess what it's about time to start the message are you ready yeah. well we're gonna go with a little bumper for you just get you in the mood this takes you back to back to the future you ready roll it right now let's get ready for the sermon here we go John John it's Marvin your cousin Marvin Barry you know that new sound you're looking for well listen to this Guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are gonna love it. Come on! Hey, listen, we are so glad that you've tuned in. We're ready for a great service today. As you have already heard, if you watched the pre-show, the movie has now been moved to next Sunday night. The DeLorean will be here next Sunday because we are in the series Back to the Boardwalk, but we're celebrating the movie Back to the Future as well. And we've been answering a few questions as we walk through this series. And this is the thought that we're going to have today and over the next few weeks as well. Last week I asked it, what powers the simple church? When you start thinking about what makes it what it is, we last week talked about the power of the invite, and now this week we're going to talk about doing church different. That is the answer of what makes it really unique and special. And when I tell you that it's different from the music, you look at all these different things, you get it. I mean, from the style to what we're even doing now at the boardwalk, you get it. But it was also reminding of my past when I went in to watch this Back to the Future movie. That's why I'm excited about next week. Is because when the movie came in, and I've been looking at all these different clips, there's one guy in this movie that makes it awesome, and he's very different. Here's a little image collage of him, if you will. It is Doc himself. Crazy, different outfits, wild, fun, you know, next level. 
And if we're all honest, if you had someone like Doc in your life, sometimes we struggle with different. Can I get an amen out there? Come on, where are you at? You know how it is. It's like, man, they look different, they act different. And sometimes when the music's different, particularly even in church, we struggle with different. Well, that's been the secret to Simple Church, though. We have different music, we have a different style, we have a different approach, and even some different clothes. When I think about the clothes, I'm going to go back to my childhood. Anybody grew up in the church? Let me hear you. Where are you at? Anybody grew up in the church? Theaters. Come on. Let me hear you. All right. I can hear you. We got plants in there. I know if you're clapping in the theater or not. So, yeah, some of you clapping, but I'm trying to wake you up. I'm going to take you back and show you an image on the screen. This is called the church directory. Anybody remember that? Look at all those outfits in there right there. This is what you dressed up. To take the pictures, this is what you look like going to church. Now, I found my picture. I have shown it before, but I want you to know why Simple Church is so different. Look at my face in my church directory picture. Are you ready? Put it on the screen for them right now. Look at my face right there. Not a happy kid, all right? I was not excited about dressing up and going to church. So if you want to know why Simple Church is the way it is, well, here you go. That was my family back in the day. Not really my ideal approach to church, but... When I was in church, week after week, the church had an idea, and I call it the Agassiz approach. Now, you're going, the Agassiz approach? Anybody love tennis growing up in the 80s or 90s? Where y'all at? I love tennis. This is for you, Caleb. I love tennis. I love having a good time with it. But this was my guy right here. This is Andre Agassiz. And you say, well, what's the Agassiz approach? Well, the Agassiz approach is pretty simple. He had a commercial that came out that said what he was all about. It wasn't just playing tennis. This Canon commercial tells you what it was about. Watch this. To change the image of a rebel, change lenses. You've got the rebel camera. Now push it. Hit it, Andre. Image. Everything. EOS Rebel and lenses from Canon. So advanced, it's simple. Did you hear it? Come on, y'all. Did you hear it? Image is everything. That was his whole idea. That was the approach. That's why he wore those crazy clothes. That's why he came out the way that he did on the tennis court. He was trying to say, hey, man, it's, this is me. Look at me. And the opposite is true when you look at Scripture. Now, the church kind of had that approach. We dressed up. We put on these outfits. We went in. We tried to look uh, you know, a good part and make sure we played the part well. But when you look at like 1 Samuel, though, it challenges that idea. It says, the Lord said to Samuel, Eliab is a tall and handsome looking guy, right? But don't judge by things like that. And this is interesting that God would remind us that it's not about the outside. God doesn't look at what people see, it says. People judge by what's on the outside, but the Lord looks at the what? Inside. He looks at your heart. See, this is the thing about Simple Church. When you try to figure out what makes us different, what powers us, the invite, yes, but we love to invite people that really may struggle with dressing up, that, man, they don't have the clothes or maybe they just didn't have the money for that. We don't care what you wear as long as you wear something. Can I get an amen on that, all right? <laughs> Bottom line is, is this cold outside? Man, if you got a sweatshirt, put a sweatshirt on and come on. If all you have is a T-shirt, man, come on. You don't have to have an outfit. You don't have to dress up. Now, if you like it, bring it. We don't care. That's good. But we're not going to judge, judge you by what you're wearing. Now, for all the um, little bit younger people, I found another commercial that kind of has our approach. This is Kobe, man. His commercial came out, and it's ironic that it is the opposite of what Agassiz said. But watch close. At the very end of this commercial, you will see Kobe's approach. This is his commercial, and Simple Church for that matter. Watch. 
If I was a window washer, an architect, a security guard, or a farmer, instead of a famous basketball player, would you care what I drink? Would Sprite not taste the same? Would I be doing this commercial? What do you think? Did you catch it at the very end of that video? If not, I'll put it on the screen for you again. Here is what it said. It says, image is nothing. Now, that was a Sprite commercial, so they were saying, man, we're not worried about the way you look. We're worried about our thirst, right? We're worried about, you know, performing your job well. Well, this is kind of the approach to Simple Church. I know it sounds a little bit weird, but what we're really trying to say, it is not about the outside. It is really about the inside that counts. And I'll prove it to you, not just with the scripture we saw in the Old Testament, but how about the New Testament? This is found in Matthew chapter 23. And this is one of the most powerful passages in scripture because Jesus is pretty strong when he says, you Pharisees, you pretenders, you clean the outside of your cup and your dish, but the inside of your cup is full of greed. You only want to satisfy yourselves. First, my friends, clean the inside of your cup and your dish, and then the outside will also be clean. When I think about that, it is a challenge to me. Because when we grew up in church, it was always about looking the part, dressing up, acting like you had it all together. But we ignored the fact that there may be some things going on, on the inside. I said it before, if you want to wear a t-shirt, that's fine. We're not really worried so much about what you're wearing as we are about what's going on inside your heart. Ezekiel says it like this, I will give you, thank God, a new heart. And I will give you new and right desires. And I'll put a new spirit within you. And I will take your stony hearts of sin and give you new hearts of love. See, because that to us is really what it's all about. Before, growing up in church, we struggled with music. We struggled with clothes. When the whole time, what we really should have been focused on is, man, how is your heart? And I don't know about you. This is just me. I pray for a different heart. I want a different heart. And I know that many of you are trying to figure that out in this year. You're going, how am I going to get to this place where I can experience a fresh new beginning? When I tell you that Jesus offers that, I promise you. The church sometimes can get confused and you can get lost in a lot of outward stuff. But Jesus focuses on the inside. And speaking of different hearts, this is a big one right here. You ready? Here's another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. This will challenge all of us in here. So hang on. Grab a hold of those seats, you know, right there and get ready for a challenging word. Each of you should give if you have decided in your heart to give. Now, let's just pause right there. Here we go. We're talking about church stuff. Man, when I grew up in church, it was always about clothes. It was always about, you know, whether they had an organ or music, what was going on. Then it really went into your attitude towards giving. And here's Jesus coming back and reminding us, Paul writing about it and going, hey, let's Make sure that you understand this. You decide how much you should give. You should not be sad when you give. You should not give because you feel forced to give. Now, I don't know how you were, but when we grew up in church, man, if we didn't get enough money, we passed the plate again. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like they'd pass the plate. I'm like, still not enough. Let's go one more time. And we would miss this part of the verse. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, as it ends, it said, God loves the person who gives happily. Let me just ask you. If I were to ask you right now, hey, man, we need you to give, are you just like, man, I can't wait? Or are you like, oh, my gosh, here we go. Church is always about the way you look. It's always about this. It's always about money. When you really look at what God says is 
He says, I'm about happy givers. And guess what? So were we at the Simple Church. I hated guilt and I hated forced giving. So that's why, believe it or not, what makes us different, it's not just the clothes, it's not just the music, it's the fact that we've never, ever taken an offering before. Now that's weird. That's really different. But the reason why is when I put this picture on screen, how weird is it when this plate comes in front of you and if you don't have anything, you feel weird, you feel bad. And so then they'd look around and let's all admit it, you've all looked to see what your neighbor put in there before. Don't look, don't go ahead and admit it. You're like, that old cheapskate didn't put nothing in there. Well, here's the thing. Yes, it's true. It takes money to do what the Simple Church does. And yes, it's true. We have some very generous donors and I'm very thankful for you. But I also want to say this. It is also true that we have people who never give anything. And this is the thing that may frustrate you. Some of you go, like, man, how are we going to make it? How are we going to do this? I'm going to challenge you the way Jesus challenged all of us. It is not in the amount. It goes right back to what happens on the inside. It's your heart. Now, here is the proof so that you just don't think I'm crazy and some crazy pastor out here doing things all nuts. This is Jesus, not me. Luke 21. Jesus looked up and he saw some rich people putting their gifts to God in the temple collection box. Now, there were no plates to be passed, but just like here at Simple Church, there's a blue box outside. There's a, we used to have a blue bucket. There's a little silver container that you can put your offering in. Well, back in the day, they had a temple collection box. He saw this poor widow go up and she put two small coins into that box. And when he saw that, he said, this poor widow gave only two small coins, but the truth is... She gave more than all of the rich people combined together. This woman's very poor, but she gave all that she had to live on. Now just press pause for a second and reflect on your life. Reflect on your giving. Reflect on how you've lived your life. This is different. This is New Testament too. This is not Old Testament. When everybody talking, this is Jesus going, let me just put it right out there in front of you. An old woman who has nothing, Jesus recognizes her and says, that's what I'm looking for. So here was my question as I wrote my notes out, and hopefully it'll challenge you a little today as well. How much does God get of you? If we were to be all honest and kind of look into 2024, and we're talking about, man, I want to be different. You know, some of us think about when we want to be different, we're like, man, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. You know, it's 2024, I'm going to try to get this straight. I'm going to try to get that straight. But do you really want to be different? If you really want to evaluate yourself, if you really want to walk through and kind of go, all right, where am I? And what does this look like in my life? Because in our culture, in our current culture, we have this mindset of what's in it for me. The reason you're going to give is because you're going to receive something in return. Well, I'll give as long as they do what I like. And I'll help over here as long as I kind of agree with it. And then sometimes it's like this guilt thing. It's like if everybody puts on enough guilt, you're like, well, I guess I can make that happen. And as I said before, you know, new year, new year, it's all about you, man. It's like, man, how am I going to do this for me? And I'm going to put this aside. And I'm going to figure out my family and my future. And when I look at all of those things that I struggle with just like you, and then I go back into the Jesus perspective, if you really want to be different, if I really want to be different, if the church is going to be different, you got to do things differently. you got to focus on different stuff. you got to push for different things happening in our culture and in our lives. Matthew 16, you ready for this? 
Jesus went to work on his disciples. If you see that right there, that is heavy. This is like a preacher coming together. Like, I'm fixing to go to work on you. I don't know if you're listening or not, but I'm fixing to start getting you. Jesus pulled his boys together and said, I'm fixing to go to work on you. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead, Jesus says. Now, these were grown men. Some of these guys are like, man, I ain't, I'm, uh, man, I have my life, I have my career, I have my opinions. And Jesus is like, no, if you're going to follow me, those things are over in your life. You're going to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I love this translation. This is the message. Jesus says, I'm in the driver's seat. So self-help is no, no help at all. So it's not like you can fix yourself or you're going to be more dedicated or you're going to get things together. No, Jesus then goes next line and says, the only way is self-sacrifice. That is my way. If you want to find yourself, if you want a new you in 2024, it is going to come down to how much can you sacrifice? Self-sacrifice. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want, but you lose yourself? I don't know about you, but when I read these kind of passages, this is what challenges me. This is why Simple Church exists. This is why we are who we are and we do what we do, because it's different. It's like, listen, here's the deal, man. We're not perfect. We don't have it all figured out, but we don't care about what you wear. Music is changing over the years, and sometimes it's going to be right in your wheelhouse. You love this song or you love that song. That's not so much important to me. I'm not even worrying about how much you give. I'm not saying like, oh, we got to pass the plate again or you need this. What I really want, what I believe Jesus really wants is that for all of us to evaluate our lives and go, am I living a life of self-sacrifice? This is why serving is a big deal. This is why volunteering is a big deal. This is the early hours, you know, so thank you for volunteering and thank you for giving and you're going, does it really matter? This is what Jesus says matters. And then he really goes next level when you start evaluating your life. He says, 1 John 3, 16, this is how we know what real love is. That Jesus gave his life for us. We struggle with giving $10 or $20 or trying to make a difference. Something like that. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. Let me tell you what real love is, is when you give it all. And Jesus set the example. And some of you are like, that's right, brother. Preach it, brother. Well, hold on. Before you tell me to preach it, brother, let's read the rest of the verse. Jesus gave it all, and then he comes back and says, and that's why we should give our lives for each other. See, this is the part that's hard for us. We can get the fact that Jesus would challenge us to give. We can get the fact that Jesus is saying, it's not your way, it's his way. And then he starts really prying and pushing and going, no, it's self-sacrifice. It's not what I want, what I need. This is what I like. And this is what happens in American church. And y'all know this is like, well, I don't really like it that way. Or I really want this for me. Or I just feel like this is the way that I'm supposed to grow. Or this is what I need for me. Well, what makes the simple church different is I'm really challenging you to go, hey, man, maybe it's not about you. <laughs> and maybe it's not about me. Maybe if we're really going to be deep in our Christian faith and we're really going to follow Jesus, it's not that we go into what I need out of this. It would be how much we can die for the other people around us. Our community, our family, our friends, our coworkers, even our church. Now, if you don't believe me, let's continue down the path of this 1 John 3, 16 through 18, where it talks about Jesus giving his life for us. And then he says we should give our lives for other people. But then he comes back and says this. Suppose a believer who is rich enough to have all the necessities of life 
sees someone else, a fellow believer, who's poor and can't even meet their basic needs. You talking about powerful? What if the rich believer does not help the poor one? You ready for this? Hang on. Then it is clear that God's love is not in that person's what? Heart. See, this is where it all goes back to again. He's like, let me, let me go ahead and test you. We can put on a good church game. We can dress up. We can sing songs. We can raise our hand because we're all focused on the outside. We can put a lot of money in the plate. Hey, look, I'm a giver. Here it is. And God's going, man, I don't really care about all that. I'm looking for that widow with those two coins. I'm looking for that person who says it ain't about me and I'm going to die to myself. It's not what I want, what I need. It is what can I do for those around me? And when you say you got God's love in your heart, you're saying, man, this is what I want. This is what I need. And I want to, he says, listen, when you have me in your heart, you will be challenged. You will be encouraged. You will be motivated. You'll be moved to sacrifice, to die, and to give. Our love should not only be words and talk. Man, I love you. I love our community. No, our love must be real. You must show our love by the things that we, what? Do. By the things that we do. I don't know if you know it, but that's different. And guess what? Jesus offers you and me and anybody watching online, anybody in the theater today, wherever you are, a chance to be different. So when you reflect on your life and you reflect on this journey of following Jesus and growing up and maybe it was the church directory and maybe it was the organs and then maybe you went a different route. You were looking for more for yourself and you went to a different style church and then a different style church and you're trying to find all of these different things for yourself and then here is my challenge that I am personally still working on. It is not about finding the right church. It's not about finding the perfect fit for you. It is about forcing yourself, pushing yourself, encouraging yourself to self-sacrifice more and more and more. And when we can live in that place of self-sacrifice, you begin to find more and more of Jesus. So for me, mission trips are a great way to do that. We have a, quite a few planned for this year. We have all these other serving opportunities that we throw out to you to help with this group and that group. And why would we ask you to do that? Not because it's just kind of fun and it's a cool thing to do. No, because in those little moments, there's self-sacrifice that happens. And so over the years, Simple Church has offered chances, opportunities to do a lot of different things for others. It's not just kind of happenstance. It is very intentional. It is this reminder that you and I have an opportunity to inspire, to encourage, to challenge, to change someone's life. And God is going to look at our heart through that. And when we take advantage of these moments, God does something in these moments. So next week, when we do the movie night, yes, we're going to watch Back to the Future. Yes, it'll be fun. It'll be a great environment for your kids. The DeLorean will be here. That's going to be awesome. But let me tell you, there's a bigger cause. That $5 that you're donating, which I hope you'll donate more, we're compiling all of that money to do something very important. This movie night. Why are we doing this movie night? 
is because there are people in our community that are struggling with Parkinson's. And when you donate that money, you're going to get an experience, you're going to watch the movie, you're going to laugh, but you've got to know that also that $5 donation or more, when we compile it all, all of our little money comes together to bless an organization in our local community who is investing back in, people, back in people's lives who are struggling with Parkinson's. It's not just for the movie, it's for something bigger than that. So that that community of people that are working with people battling this disease because they man, somebody remembered me, somebody cares. That's who we are as a simple church. We're also going to do something next week that's going to be pretty awesome and we've never done it this way. It's going to be different. We're going to pack food again. We're going to do the backpack program that we challenge you with. Now, some of you are thinking, how are we going to do it? Are we going to be outside? Maybe. But here's the bottom line. That little bit of self-sacrifice to help pack a food pack for a child who's starving, especially in a school system that feeds them and does their very best, but when they go home, there's no mom or dad to help them. Why wouldn't we do that? This is who you are. This is what we're about. And just to remind you, this self-sacrifice, this little bit of giving, when we say, hey, give this money. Man, y'all are always asking for money for something. Well, I'm going to tell you, if a baby is starving in our community, yeah, I'm going to ask for it. And if you can be a part of that, and we put all that together, and we pack this food, and then Spud and his team gets to take it to all these schools, you want to know if it makes a difference? Here's just a little recap, and this is very short, of what we've done in the past to prepare you for what's coming next week. It's different but I promise you, it's what Jesus would call us to do, to be different, just like this. Watch. For many kids in the Shreveport-Bossier area, the only meals they receive daily are at their local schools. The Backpack Snack Food Program was created to provide meals for these students on the weekends. Each bag contains snacks to help students fill their hunger. We are here today packing snack bags for kiddos in the local surrounding areas. We have lots of students that actually, like if they're absent on a Friday, they look forward to those bags. And when they come back on that Monday or the following week, they'll ask about them. It's on their minds, they look forward to it, and it really means a lot to them to know that that's gonna be there for them. Yeah, we've been very blessed and we're looking to be a blessing to others. My children have never been without food either. They don't know what that is like. Um, and being a part of something like this, it lets them know how very blessed we are and how just such something so small we can do for others and what a difference it can make in their lives and the lives of these other children. We truly have a lot of kids who, who need this program. And so it's one thing that I think you, you kind of take off a teacher's plate for worry because we do worry about our babies when they leave this building and we don't have to. And we could never do this without the support of Simple Church. It's something that shows our children we do care about them outside of academic stuff. And, and we're very grateful for that. Hey, listen, next week, I know it may be a little cold. I know it may be a little different. But remember, Simple Church is different. That's what makes us different. Please come. Yes, we want you to see the DeLorean. But more important, bring a little money, bring a little time. And as a family, pack a food pack for these kids in our local community. Now, if you've never given to Simple Church, maybe you'd consider it. If you've never invited somebody, like we said last week, Maybe you should invite them because, look, it is different. And I'm going to pray for us and wrap up this message. But as I do, if you're trying to figure out this church is for you, 
on January the 28th, we're going to do a partner party. We'd love for you to come and hear a little more detail about what it means to join the Simple Church. It's not a perfect church, but I can tell you, we're not focused on the outside. We're not focused on different styles of music, although we like them all. We're really focused on your heart, and here's a chance to change your heart. Father, I pray that right now that you would talk to anybody and everyone that is listening that wants a new you in 2024, that you're in the business of changing hearts. But Lord, you love us the way we are, but you love us enough to change us. If we'll just simply say, Jesus, come into my life and change me. I want a fresh start. I want a new beginning. And I want to be more like you and less like myself, God. I need you. Forgive me and come into my life and change me. I believe you have the power to change me. If you have the power to come back from the dead, you have the power to help me to live a new life. We love you and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Come on, y'all. Download the app and tell us if you prayed the prayer. Communication card. We don't have them. It's dark in the theaters. You're at home. We don't send out communication cards. Download the app and tell us if you need prayer requests, you have anything going, if you prayed the prayer, if you want to sign up for partner party, I want you to do that. I got one last little video I want to close with before we walk out of here. And the reason I want to do this is I want to make sure that everybody in here pauses for a minute and reflects on the fact. You want to talk about someone being different that changed the world? I am forever grateful for Martin Luther King Jr. Watch. Tomorrow is a day to remember that the time is always right to do what is right. To remember that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. To remember that forgiveness is not an occasional act, but a permanent attitude. To remember that faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. To remember that our lives begin to end the day that we become silent about the things that matter. To remember that darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. And that hate cannot drive out hate, no, only love can do that. To remember to never succumb to the temptation of bitterness. To remember that out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. To remember that we still have a dream. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Can you believe it? Thank you for Martin Luther King Jr. Enjoy. The break that you have, but let's remember the sacrifices of this great man. I am so thankful for you being here. Get ready for a great week. I can't wait to see you next week. Until then, what do we say together? Hey, by the way, you can go eat at Hooters. Hey, you, that's right. Preacher said that. That's different, right? And Fuddruckers. Just hang around. They're going to have some great coupons for us. They're going to make you a discount, all right? Until next week, what do we have to say? Peace. Thanks for coming. <laughs>